Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to Anchored and Devoted. I hope I, you know, greeted you in one of your time zones or places. And if it is none of those for you, then I don't know where you are, but welcome. I'm Pastor ciao. Joseph. <laughs> What'd you say, Chad? I said ciao. <laughs> Get the said. Italians and the Spanish <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, this is Pastor Jer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're both silly. Um, Today we're going to be, I, I picked a topic for today. Today we're going to be looking at James 1, 19 through 20. Um, my son, uh, one of the, the projects that we do is uh, memorize scripture. We often do it with sign language, um, but this week is just memorizing it. And um, that's part of his uh, schoolwork as well, is to go and share it at school. So we were practicing in the car this morning, and um, I'm going to try and say it now. His version. In sign his, language, I hope. No, <laughs> like you don't want to hurt you. Sign language on the podcast. Yeah, I got some, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, sign language I have. My anyway, praise the Lord. James, one thing. Beautiful. Funny. Know this, uh, my beloved brothers, um, uh, let every person uh, be um, swift. To listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Verse 24, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Um, again, that's on. James 1, 19 through 20. Um, we've done a podcast, I want to say our first season, on scripture memorization. And I, we were trying to figure out something positive to do this morning because we've been heckling a lot. I figured <laughs> we should, you know, space that out a little bit. I don't want to give you too much cake at one time, so here's some vegetables today. Um, <laughs> right, that's what that's what it is. <laughs> it, it's it's full disclosure. We're also ch- we're chuckling this morning, but we're also both frustrated this morning. And yes. so when Dave brought this up, I was like, "Yeah, let's do that." Because yeah. what better scripture to do on the day that we're both ticked off than be slow to speak that's right. and slow to anger. There it is, and swift to listen. Um, this is going to be a short podcast. <laughs> I might have to say the Bible verse again. Um, I, I will say... Thank you all for stopping by. Well, <laughs> the beautiful thing about scripture memorization with others, uh, in this case, my son, but whether it be a best friend like you, Jer, or a spouse, or a co-worker, or whatever, because I know that there are you know prayer groups at schools and... For sure. Um, other places, when you verbalize scripture, when you put it out of your mouth and let it out of your head, there is a, a double impact, and I would even consider it a double blessing. Um, I mean, God has already made it clear that none of his work will be made void, and yet you have tethered the words that are truth to your heart, and now you're turning them into action. Right. But willing, they'll turn into the hand and feet action. But I think verbal is a midpoint for me. Um, I know some people, they read it and then they just stop and go do it. Um, I'm not saying that that's wrong or even right. I'm saying that I would love it if it was truly a long-term change and not just in a reaction. Um, if it stays long-term and it's something that you do, that's a beautiful thing. Um, that's part of the growing in God. Um, out of the frustration, though, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's easy to forget. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and this is why I think the memorization is a good thing, just as making sure that you spend significant time in God's Word. Yes, I have a cold. That's why I sound funny. Um, it's irritating. That's just random fact. You then tack on an inordinate amount of work, too many things to do in our culture that are frivolous, and I'm currently reading through Ecclesiastes, the book after Proverbs. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a book of hope telling me that this is all worthless. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't read that one, read it on a happy day. Um, it's a quick read. It's heavy. Um, but the, the wisest guy who walked the earth has partooken or partaken of as much stuff, I don't even know if it's partooken, um, has partaken <laughs> of a whole bunch Clearly of you have an eight-year-old. <laughs> exactly. Um, has, has embraced all of his passions, and he realizes that, yeah, none of that's worth anything. And I find it intriguing that he can say the best thing about life is finding some good work and doing it because everything else is not going to be figured out. You're not going to understand what God's doing. You're not going to understand what other people are doing, how God's working in their lives, just do the good work. And the good work for us is serving God and, you know, yeah. connecting with you. Okay, so I've shared. What do you want to share there, sir? James one nineteen through 20. I don't want to turn this out and make this a thing about social media. Because oh. that, would, that would be the easy, low-hanging fruit there. Gotcha. As far as, like, other people posting their scriptures or other people... no. About um, yeah. posting their opinions. Being, oh, on the verse? Being the opposite. Being, being opposite is being fast to speak and slow to listen and fast to anger. I mean, it's easy oh, to see you, that around oh, us. Oh, gotcha. Okay, it's I easy didn't to understand. see that around us, and it's easy for me to turn that and start wagging my finger. Gotcha. Turn ah. into the crotchety old man. Yes, I get it. Exactly. Yes, we, we do that well on other episodes. Well, I, I, yeah, I do that well. <laughs> and I don't want to do that here because, again, my starting point this morning is I am frustrated. And I've expressed to you verbally yes. my frustration. And even in the midst of when I was describing my frustrations, I was recognizing that at least a good portion of my frustration is due to my lack of understanding. Mm. And that that in itself was a point of frustration, but it enhanced my level of ire. Mm. And I, and, uh, I, I want to apply this first and foremost to myself because James here the younger brother of Jesus, who not until Jesus says resurrection from the dead did James take Jesus at his word. Mm. James disbelieved his brother. James thought his brother was off his nut, thought his brother was crazy. He tried to silence his brother through at least the three years of ministry. So James is here, you know, figure he's 31, 32, something like that. Jesus is a year or two older than him. And through this entire ministry where Jesus is going around, he's healing people, he's raising the dead, he's calming the seas, he's multiplying bread and, and water, he's creating wine out of water. I said multiplying the water. He didn't multiply the water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, he's I didn't a, he's, know the he's seas a, rose or what. I don't know what you think. Yeah, like exactly. That, he made it rain. <laughs> Jesus made it rain. That's a, a meme right there. Jesus made it rain. 
Here's James post-resurrection. And he now is fully convinced that his brother is who he claimed to be. And James gives this through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to me. He lays this predicate. Let each of you from God. And then he lays it out. Be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen. And then he gives the reason. And he says, because your anger does not do God's will. Yeah, doesn't produce the righteousness. That, that's hard for me to hear. That's hard for me to hear because there are a lot of things that I get angry about. There's a lot of things I have gotten angry about that I believe I'm justified in, that I believe my not only my anger, but the potential result from my anger is justified and it will lead to a better thing. You know, my kids ignore me. I get angry because my kids are ignoring me. They shouldn't ignore me. That's wrong. I'm right to be angry. My anger will help them see the wrongness of what they're doing. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. <You're>... Sorry. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. Ah. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. James, <laughs> I'm sure uh... you were saying something. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> James here says the righteousness of man does not, the, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. He doesn't say it might not. He, he doesn't say it tends to not. He says it doesn't. He doesn't make any bones about this. He doesn't give me any wiggle room to say, yeah, but James, what about? All those, hey, James, what about? Just kind of, he, he, he brushes them off. He's like, yeah, no. Now, did you read this? Did you hear what I said? Does not produce the righteousness of God. And you can have one of two things. You can have your anger, or you can have the righteousness of God being produced in you and bearing fruit in the world around you. And I think James said this, not as one who was sort of the ivory tower, mm-hmm. but as one who experienced this, who watched his brother, who got angry by the, because of the things that he saw his brother doing, Mm-hmm. because of the wrongness that he saw in them. He expressed his anger. He expressed his displeasure. He tried to silence his brother. And like Job, after God said, I put on your big boy pants because I'm going to talk to you like a man now. James here also says, I put my hand over my mouth and I will not answer. Because I answered as you said, with words, without knowledge. Mm. That is hard for me to hear and to wrestle with within myself. I think I'm a person who listens well. I think I'm a person who investigates well. I think I'm a person who doesn't come and make snap decisions. I think I'm a person who gathers the information, considers sober-mindedly, mm-hmm. and then acts. And see, I would, I would challenge the slow to speak, the slow to anger, and the swift to listen with what am I listening to, right? Am I listening to myself? Right? Or is this really one of those things where I'm focusing on abiding in him? And hopefully, 
what I'm speaking is what he would have me to speak. Often, as you stated, Jer, it's about me. I think I'm a good listener. <laughs> I think I'm good that, at accumulating the information. You caught that. Huh? Yeah, it's 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 not. I was hoping that, I was hoping that was going to fly. <laughs> it's it's it really has to be the harder work. And I mean, this is real hard because this means I have to reconcile my feelings um, with the facts of what God has placed in my heart through his word, spending time with him, as well as taking some time to pray, to engage. And so, I, you know, when you are angry, this is not the time to be responding. This is the time to to pause as a believer to reconcile what God would have you to do. I'm not saying that when we talk about Jesus and him going into the temple and he's showing this holy anger, right? This anger that is centered on people messing with the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a holy thing. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is the anger that typically comes when, like yesterday, this dude drove past the car in front of me and flipped him the bird. I don't even know what the dude did. They were going in the opposite directions. I still can't figure it out. But that would cause you. I to love be angry. that you think it was to the guy in front of you, not to you. It could have been. I, again, I didn't. <laughs> I just assumed it was for the other dude. Well, and, and then even this morning, I'm standing in line, and someone behind me walks in as though they own the place, and I'm not placing an order. That and, same stinking guy. And they start talking over me, and it's one of those things where I could. Respond. That's hard to do, bro. Well, I had to laugh because the guy in front of me looked at the person and said. Excuse me, sir, there are other people in front of you. He still kept talking, and he walked that around talking loudly as though, again, he was on the cell phone talking to everyone. Um, and this was the owner of the store. It was like, yeah, no, um, we know your order's here. You can be patient. You can wait. For me, the first response would have been anger naturally. Mm-hmm. But I have to take the space of, okay, my purpose here is greater, and I have to keep that top of mind just as the abiding is top of mind. I want to you... hit something that you said there uh, with agreement. Um, you said that we're, when we're slow to listen, mm-hmm. it's off. It's often not that we're slow to listen to ourselves. Right. <laughs> and when, as I look through Scripture, I don't see any... I don't see any category for listening to myself in Scripture. I don't see that described anywhere. Yeah, it's like caring for yourself. We assume you're going to do it. I think so, <laughs> because what we do see in Scripture, what we see especially in the Psalms is we see speaking to myself, Mm -hmm. but there's a difference there. One, I'm taking instructions or I'm taking advice, and the other one, I'm dispensing what I know to be true. Mm -hmm. And what Scripture lays out is not listening to myself, but speaking to myself. Now, maybe that's two sides of the same coin. Speaking to yourself is to point back to God. That's exactly it. It's a remembrance thing, which we often don't do. And that, that, what I found that, is often the thing that does, in fact cut me off at the pass in those times of frustration and anger. When I do, in fact, put my hand over my mouth, choose to not express what it is I'm thinking, what I believe I know, 
ask questions and then walk away to gain a better perspective, what I do as I'm walking away is I go back over in my mind what is true. Mm -hmm. God is good. God's in control. God loves this person who's being Mm -hmm. a bonehead. I'm not the king. They're not here to serve me. I don't know everything. God is at work through this situation. God may be using this to do something in me Mm -hmm. even more than he's doing something in this situation. Correct. Correct. And that, I mean, that is a humbled mindset. Again, not something you're going to see a Marvel movie on. Um, not something. Oh, let's be honest, dude. You're not going to see a Christian movie on that. I, I'm just saying, like, it's not like it's it's one of those things where um, there is no humble club. Um, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> just, uh, no, like, baby. Here we post it loud and proud. We <laughs> are the humble crew. Like exactly. Like th- this. This. Uh, it's. It's something. It's a THC, the humble crew. <laughs> <laughs> sorry just just drove you off the road there <laughs> it, it's to be a maturing believer in christ requires me to reflect humbly on myself in a way that glorifies god in situations yep. where i am uncomfortable yep the initial response is to always get comfortable and that includes defending myself when we Almost look at always. James 1, 19 through 20, the recognition is that there, that my position, James is already assuming this with me, is found in Christ, so I must be different because I serve a God who is real. Everyone else is serving something false. And so I should be able to listen to him and stay in tune with him. And just be honest, if there are so many distractions in the world, I do need to be slow to listen. I need to make sure I heard him properly, right? Like, that's what it means. I need you to tell me a couple of times, let me listen well, right? <clears throat> Just as if this anger is coming, I should check it to make sure this is a holy thing. Is this about God or is this about me? Because when yes. I look at the greatest commandments, to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, right? All, your, all of yourself. And then love your neighbor as yourself. That third, it doesn't say anything about, okay, and then go love yourself. Like, that's right. not part of it. Like, God knows you're going to seek substance for yourself. That's not going to be something that we ever doubt the Egyptians um, did not desire as the Israelites fled from them, right? They went into the wilderness, the Israelites, as soon as they got there, because they had eaten so well in Egypt, air quotes, the first thing out of their mouth is God slash Moses, why would you bring us out here to die? We don't Mm -hmm. have any food. And then it's later, which is a very reasonable response, right? Like this. And then, then why don't we have any water like this? Again, I'm not worried. You don't hear the Israelites talking about their neighbors. This is (laughs) me. We're all grumbling. Like this isn't, oh, we need to build a temple out of sand in the wilderness. Let's worship God because he's free this after crossing through this water. You don't hear that. So we, we, we must. As believers in Christ live better by glorifying God um, with our words and our actions and know that that means as we abide, as we do that thing that is really tough, we must reconcile being a Christian, being a Christ follower as being someone who, again, is loved by God. And out of that love, 
I don't have to worry about what you're like. I really don't have to worry about what you're saying or who you're flipping off or what you're being loud about. I'm not looking to be cared for by the world. My heavenly father's got me. So if you mistreat me, that's not the end. I don't need to get upset. I don't need to be worried. My purpose is to be used by him, not whatever my agenda is for the day. Amen. Would you, uh, would you go ahead and land this by flipping over to 1 Peter 2.23 and reading that for us? Okay, okay. You're going to make me break out my Bible. 1 Peter, what's there? Why, why are you guiding me here? It's God's word, I figured. Really? I'm going to punch you. <laughs> it's God's word. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Okay, now what do you want to say? <laughs> what we're talking about is the example that Christ set. We're talking about in humility is the life that Christ lived out before his disciples. And uh, Peter reflects on that here when talking to the church. Okay, so First Peter 2, 23. 20, or 23. Well, you, can, you, can, you can choose the context there, but... I'll start, at, specific verse. I'll start at 21. But you were called to this because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He did not commit sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he did not insult, and in return, when he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that having died, to sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseers, overseer of your souls. Again, verse 23. When he was insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. It's pretty clear that uh, Peter is reflecting back there on Isaiah 51. 51? I think it's 51. I believe so. That's, um, that's humbling for me to remember. That's humbling for me to think about again. Lord, may we walk after the pattern of your Son, yep. empowered by your Spirit, so that you can receive the glory from the sacrifice of our lives. Amen. Thank you all for coming by. Um, if you were frustrated or if you were the person who's flipping someone the bird, no. let's all just repent together. <laughs> <laughs> and live this day. Have a great day. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye, guys. Oh, my God.